on this week's show. The new man at Dartford gives us his thoughts ahead of his first game in charge. It's Alan Dowson. I just rang Tony Vernon up and said I was interested in the job. Then I had an interview and I went on holiday and Tony rang us up and said the job's made. Optimism is high at Tunbridge Angels. Jay Saunders also ready for his first game at the helm. This is this is the opportunity that maybe felt right and um, from, from how it's going so far and how much I'm enjoying it, I'd say it's been the right decision. We hear from Steve O'Boyle after his side got away with one as they beat Irith Town. And I always knew this would be a big competitive game, local derby. And to be honest with you, it's a, it's a complete smash and grab, isn't it? And his opposite number, Adam Woodward, takes the positives from that opening defeat. We brought some new recruits in, and like I said, I think they was, um, well, Ladich was absolutely exceptional tonight, and so was um, Harry Taylor. Listen, I can't fault any of them, I think that was absolutely brilliant. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Ken Only Podcast, sponsored by Nick Cunningham Plumbing and Heating. Loads more of our teams are set to kick off their campaigns this weekend. And we've got another two managers who are ready for their first games in charge on the show this week, as well as reaction to the first game of the Scaffold season. Uh, I'm John Phipps. I've literally just got back from a paddle in the sea. Uh, and on the line now is a man who, since we last spoke, is a year older. Matt Gerrard, how are you and how was your birthday? Oh, yeah, it was very nice, very pleasant. I didn't, I'm still suffering with my teeth, mate. So normally we get sort of a, a takeaway from my, um, when we have birthdays in here. But I thought, oh, no. So we didn't really do too much because I'm still suffering with my teeth because there's such a big gap after the wisdom teeth come out. I'm, I'm so worried about getting food stuck in there. It'd be bloody painful. Um, I'm trying to avoid that. But no, yeah, we're good. So the weather's good. I, again, my normal routine on a weeknight is to take the uh, dog down the beach, uh, throw the ball, and that's that. So um, we've both been down the beach and uh, I think that was the water cold or was it nice? That initial sort of once you first put your feet in there, it's like, oof, that's a bit cold. Yeah, yeah. But then after that, um, it, it was fine. Is that Pebbly Beach or Sandy Beach at Eastbourne? It's Pebbly Beach, but I wait until sort of, I, well, I, this is how sad I've become this summer, that I've actually got the tide times on my phone. Right. Um, so I check the tide times and when the tide goes out, obviously it's sandy um, once the tide goes out and I've been able to go and walk like I've been walking under the pier and and all sorts like that. So when the, I don't go down and go in the sea when the tide's in, when the tide's out and it's the sand, I just go down there and, and have a stroll. And it's beautiful. You know, there's nowhere else I'd rather be. I, tonight I took a notebook over. I had some no- notes to write for something. Sat on the beach for 10, 15 minutes and then just went and wandered in the sea for a quarter of an hour and then came back because I had to come back and speak to you. D- can you take dogs on that beach? Not at the height of summer, I don't think. Um, yeah, the ones here, we can only, well, the one we go, uh, the main one in Broadstairs, you can't, uh, the Stone Bay. No, Stone Bay, where we are, you can after six o'clock, but Viking Bay, is none but like yesterday it was because the tide is out tide is out here you see as we get to know um so we could walk from you know up to dumpton yesterday and it's quite a nice walk we do like the walk from uh, broadstairs to ramsgate when the tide's out so and the dog could go out so yeah so again you know the the little things if i had told you 25 years ago that you'd be paddling in the pit in the sea and taking some quiet time you'd probably laugh wouldn't you yourself Exactly, yeah. Well, I suppose I could say this time 20 years ago, because I was just about to start uni uh, this time oh, right. 20 years ago. So you can imagine um, that the, the idea of a tranquil walk along the beach was uh, a long way away from my mind then. Yeah, well, yeah, 20 years, mate. Jeez. Where's that time go? Very, very quickly. So. <laughs> yeah. It will, soon, it will soon be May, mate, at the end of the season, where all our sides 
well, more, some more than others, will be successful. Yeah, I mean, uh, let's let's be brutally honest. Half a dozen of our teams are probably going to get promoted this season. I mean, we had the same last year, didn't we? We obviously had Maidstone, yeah. Herne Bay. Chatham and Sheffield, well, they should be promoted because it's a Kent League. But... <laughs> we had a well, yeah, yeah, Chatham, we, well, we Sansfeld, decent, um, yeah. Sutton. So, you know, we are, and I'm expecting the same, if not more, this time around. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm sure it's going to be a very successful season. There'll be some ups and there's some downs. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm sure a lot, of, again, we name these pods and uh, and I put the name of this week's pod is, what did it say? It is optimism, hopeful, hopefulness and confidence about the future or the success of something. So optimistic, a lot of, you know, lots of teams, so the scaffold started last week, but um, and another league starts next week, but the National League starts this week for our side. Absolutely. Well, let's crack on then. It's our 219th episode this week. And apparently 219 is a happy number, uh, a number which eventually reaches one when replaced by the sum of the square of each digit. I don't know why that would make anyone bloody happy, but apparently so. Uh, Also, the 219th day of the year is this Sunday. So if you're listening to the show on Sunday, firstly, why is it taking you so long? But secondly, let's hope that listening to our 219th show on the 219th day of the year doesn't open up some vortex or other because I don't want to, I've had a bad enough year. I don't need a, a, anything like that, like Stranger Things happening, do we? Well, again, they might want to listen to um, on the Sunday to realise how good or how bad <laughs> our predictions are for the first week of the season for some of our sides. So, it could do, but we, we don't mind. They can listen. You can go back to listen to episode one if you wanted to on this. I'd love it. I've got no stats. You can't see the stats if somebody listened to a show yesterday that was months ago, can you? I, suppose I, you I, I, so I think I can, actually. I think there is a way I can find it. And I know people have done done that. And and you talk about the first ever show. Actually, as, as I put out on Twitter early on, five years ago today, we recorded the first show proper. Really? Yeah. So. I bet that was a quality one. So, do you know what? I listened to it once. And it was really. I listened back to it once, and I got about a minute in. And like when we started, I just went, "This is the Kent Only podcast." Uh, I'm John Phipps, uh, and on the line now is it's Matt Jard, uh, who covers Dover. Matt, start the season this weekend, and uh, we've got a bit better since then, haven't we? Was I, I presume there was no swearing in that one as well, which is probably good. So it was it probably got a family. Show. And also, apparently, I was going to say this before we get on today. You can review the podcast. Yes, and we love that. So, you love that because apparently that helps us move up the chain and gets us more hits and things like that. So if anyone wants to review it, they, as I say, you can put anything in there. Don't have to say this is the greatest thing in the world. You just put a but that would be nice. Whatever. But you just, yeah, so please, whatever you listen to, whether you listen to on your podcast, please review it. with a. If you can review it with a random non-league player as, that, as your descriptive text. That would be really impressive if somebody can do yeah, that. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah, the, more, the more random, the better. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, a random Kent non-league player, rather than saying it's crap or it's good, just um, Richmond Donker. If you're a Dover fan, you know who Richmond Donker was. Excellent. Uh, right, on with the show. Let's start by discussing the news which broke early on Tuesday morning. A change of manager at Sheppey United. Uh, it had been quite a week at the Ites with the news first of all on Sunday that assistant manager Marcel Namani had left the club after a recent development which did not represent his views. And then less than 48 hours later, it was announced that Ernie Batten had become director of football at Home Park, with former FC Wimbledon striker Jack Midson stepping up to become player manager. It's got a little bit of the shades of what happened last year at Chatham for me. Scott Lindsay left close to the start of the season and a bit of continuity didn't do them any harm. Uh, first of all, Matt, we should probably pay tribute to Ernie Batten, who did a phenomenal job as manager of Sheffield United. Two promotions in his six years in charge, countless trophies, and he has helped put that club back on the map, hasn't he? 
It is, and I was listening to him this morning when I was brushing my teeth, John, because you did speak to him a couple of weeks ago, didn't he? Uh, head of the pod, previewing the cup game. So, it, you know, you text me and I thought, well, that's a bit of a shock. I suppose they've lost their managerial team in the space of 48 hours or whatever it is. Um, he's gone upstairs. Jack Midson comes in. But, yeah, he's done a fantastic job. Um, got them into the habit of winning matches. And, and the club's social media was very good, wasn't it, about it? So the success that he absolutely had with this um, was down to him and his hard work. Were you su- I was pretty surprised, John. I know that, you know, we won't go into why um, Marcel left. Um, you'd have thought, you know, it's a bit of a shock for, for Sheppey before the start of the season. But Jack Midson, you know, who at 40 with a play- that game we saw last season in the in the sort of COVID Cup, he was still the best player on the pitch at 40 because he's, a very good player. Um, his coaching is good. I think, you know, he worked with Sammy Moore before, so he's been an assistant somewhere. So just a, a natural step up and a, I think a good appointment for them. Makes it on. just carries that on really, doesn't it? So an easy, you know, there's not much change. He'll bring his own team in, but the players will know him and uh, a decent appointment, I think. Yeah, he's not going to like you calling him 40, but we'll discuss that in a minute. Yeah. I, I think, um, you know, it, it, was it a shock? Yes, it was. I think the timing is more of a shock than yeah. than than the actual news. I think you could always kind of see that that might happen at some point. But I was very surprised that it's happened four days before their first game of the season. Um, I know they've got the continuity. I know, obviously, Jack Minton was on the coaching team there. And the club say that he has an almost identical playing philosophy. And you know, he's been a big part of their successful team over the past couple of years. But it just seems very strange to me to make this decision now, you know, if they'd made the decision a month ago, you could look at it and think, well, you know, he's got the whole of pre-season to get used to it, but he's literally got four days. And I suppose that's where it's, that's where it's surprised me. And, it, you know, it is very similar to, to what happened at Chatham last year. I mean, that was really close to, to the start of the season. And and I know at the time I spoke to Kevin Hake and he said to me, you know, we don't want to rip up what we've done here. And I guess that's been the thinking at Sheppey United as well to bring in Jack Midson. It, you know, 150 Football League appearances near enough. Uh, it turns 39 next month. That's not okay. 40, as Matt says. He's had a long, long league career as well. The last two years that he's been with the Ites. It just seems to me that it's the right fit at the moment. Um, you know, they've obviously got ambitions for this season. They don't want to be in a relegation battle, but I guess that there's not a lot of pressure on him because it's his first job. But he's going to have to get some results pretty quickly. And, and I suppose starting with the FA Cup on Saturday. Yeah. Um, you'd have thought that the Sheppey, um, I think he said that they've got in that interview, it'll never be, never be. They've got sitting born on Easter, um, August Bank on Monday, and expected a big crowd because the, the people in the, of the of the town are fully behind the club um, on that basis. So, yeah, I think Jack Midson will take that on. Ernie Batten's role. Director of football, does that? I presume he's not going to be involved with the first team. I don't know if that's he'll be doing some scouting or bits and pieces. But again, I'm sure he's not doesn't want to step on Jack Minson's toes. Just interested to see where that goes with uh, any Batten going from there. What is what is the role of director of football? What will it do? Just help them, the chairman out, uh, um, Matt Smith about it. Yeah, just it's an interesting one. Um, I, does it change where I think they'll have they'll have a good seat uh, if they'll have a good or bad season? I think. They're going to have a decent season. I think they'll be on the cusp of the playoffs. So just a con- 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 continuity with Jack Midson from there. Just, you know, he was in and out of the team at back end of last season, wasn't he? So, but he's, he's still a good player. 
It'd just be interesting to see how it goes. And Ernie Batten, you know, not saying anything, will he still be there this time next year? It'll be interesting to see what they do. I think he will be, and and I think the I think it is. I don't think it necessarily changes the expectations for Sheppey and I this season yeah. because you know Jack Midson has played a big part uh, in everything that's happened over the past few years, and I'm sure that he'll be very confident. We did try to get him on the show uh, this week, but he's he's obviously had a very very busy day, uh, so we weren't able to get hold of him. But I, we we will try and speak to him as soon as we can just to get the the full spec from him. Um, hopefully they have a, a a good start to the season, and and you know I think. Ernie Batten is is in many ways Mr. Sheppey United, so I, I don't necessarily think that he's he's w- taken this role to with a view to stepping away. I think he still wants to be very much involved, and maybe he's decided decided that now is the sort of best time uh, for someone else to have a go and and but him to still be there and and offer advice and oversee everything. You know that and that will help, and and he is so highly regarded. So I'm sure that it's the right decision. Uh, Jack Midson, incidentally, Matt played for K Sports on Saturday. Uh, in their 4-1 defeat to Punjab United in the scaffold. He was obviously K-Sports uh, managed by um, Ernie Batten's sons, and they've obviously right. borrowed Jack Midson for the day to give him a bit of uh, match fitness by the, by the sounds of things. Uh, and now, obviously, he's back at Sheffield United, so I'm guessing he's not going to be playing for K-Sports again. No, interesting. Where where will uh, Marcel Nemani sort of end up? He's a decent coach, uh, assistant manager at Sheffield. Do you think he'll end up another club? We'll keep an eye out for him, see what happens to him. Absolutely. I'm sure we haven't heard the last of him and I'm sure there'll be some managers looking, thinking if we don't have a good start, there might be someone here who's available pretty quickly. So uh, anyway, Sheppey are among a handful of Irishman League South East sides who begin their campaigns this weekend with an FA Cup extra preliminary round tie. They travel to Athletic Newham. Uh, A couple of weeks ago, I spoke to Ernie uh, for an interview that has obviously now become pretty obsolete. Uh, But here's what he had to say about that tie. Very much so, yeah, you know, I mean, all these clubs, and, and cup games are a lot different anyway, you know, we found that, even, as you mentioned, with Littlehampton, you now we go down there two years in a row and got knocked out, um, so, you know, cups are what they are, you've got to play well on on a day, and if we can do that, I think we've got a, a decent chance. How do you feel about your first game of the season being the FA Cup? Uh, well, yeah, you know, I mean, it would have been nice to get a couple of league games, and I, th- I think, you know, because all clubs like a, a cup run. So it'd be nice to sort of find your feet and get them a few league, couple of league games in. But, you know, they're what they are and um, hopefully we'll be ready. We're having a good uh, preparation pre-season and hopefully we'll take that into that, into that FA Cup game. Um, a tricky tie then for Sheppey and, and, and they aren't alone, Matt, actually. Um, I'll, I'll run through all the fixtures in a minute. But as I kind of said there, Athletic Newham did get thrown out for what they did against Littlehampton. But they, they thrashed Littlehampton, who eventually got to the Vars final. Um, so they're not to be taken lightly, are they? No, it's it's a difficult one. Um, where, New, where are that is that South, is that Brighton way? Is it Newnham? Newnham? No, London. London is it? So, yeah, I'm sure if they got thrown out last time, they they'll be trying to get one on a little bit more than that. Difficult tie, Sheppy. I'm sure again they'll have them organised, have them watched. New manager. FA Cup so important for the clubs at this level. If you can win a couple of games, you could end up playing. Big Kent Derby's at the Conference South side. So, yeah, it's a tough one, but not as tough as some of the other ties as well, though. No, absolutely. Well, let's go through it then. So, all of our Skeptical Premier Division sides are in it, uh, as well as, as I say, a handful of Irishmen in South East. It was done on your league position from last season. Uh, so, the fixtures are AFC Vardinians against Hythe Town, Beersted are at home to Spellthorn Sports, Canterbury City's first game at their new home in Sittingbourne, they're at home to Newhaven, Tunbridge Wells travel to Chipstead, Deal Town at home to Egham Town, Hollands and Bear go to East Grinstead, 
Faversham are at home to Colliers United. There's an all scaffold clash as Glebe meet Homesdale. Lords would travel to Harefield United. Seven Oaks Town go to Hawley Town. Beckenham are away to Horsham YMCA. Phoenix Sports go to Oxay Jets. Erith Town go to Pagham. We'll discuss both of those later on. Uh, Punjab United host Ballum. Erith and Belvedere go to Rains Park Vale. Rustle at home to Loxwood. Another all scaffold clash as Southern Athletic host Wellington. Whitstall travel to Three Bridges. Kennington go to Walton Hersham. And K Sports got a very tricky one as they go to Whitehawk. And then on Sunday, Chatham head to Little Common while Stansfeld begin the road to Wembley against Wembley. Uh, anything stand out for you there, Matt? Well, AFC Vardinians, where the hell is that? And is that an old school? Because, again, I've got no idea where that is. See, now we've discussed these before because they're they're a, a recurring villain, uh, if you will. They are in Brighton. They actually play at the Withdean. Um, well, the one that bright, bright, the, uh, the one that the old one with the athletics track round. Yeah, you know the one with the great view of the long yeah, jump. Yeah, yeah. Um, and but it did used to be a school team. So there's a school called Van Dean School, and uh, you used to have to have been a pupil or an ex-pupil there uh, to play for the team back when it was first formed. But uh, they've gone up uh, through the leagues a little bit. Hyde. Big favourites in that one. They did finish quite near the bottom of the Southern Combination last year, uh, Vardinian. So you'd think Hythe Town there. I, I actually wrote down two other places that I thought you'd be like, where the hell are they? But you don't uh, seem to have mentioned. Spellthorn. Yeah, that's in Surrey. Right, right. And let me think. Uh, we've had a little common before, haven't we? Uh, yes. Let me just. Uh, no, what's the other one? I had written down that you wouldn't have a clue where Harefield United was. Harefield. Um, Hertfordshire? Probably not, not that far. Oh, it's Uxbridge way, so not too bad. Um, um, do, yeah, I suppose you think about this. That there must be people who, other than the Sussex or the Surrey non-league podcast, they must think it's some of the places in Kent. Yeah. A bit random, mustn't there? Where but... the hell's Lidtown, for example? Yeah, exactly. Where, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where on earth's Corinthian? Where, where's yeah, Bearsted? Yeah. You know, yeah. things like that. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's, well, good luck to these teams. There's not many, you know, when you think about these teams, FA Cup, I think it's a record number of teams have managed to get in the FA Cup this year, haven't they? So good luck to all of them. But I think there's some tough ties in there, but the likes of Faversham should, you know, should have enough to get through. Sittingbourne, you would have thought as well, having a good pre-season. Um, Chatham and Little Common. Little Common, we've definitely had them before. And Stansfield, of course, had that great run in the... Um, Vars last year, didn't they? So they'll be trying to uh, get some one, but I presume it's a tough one against Wembley because um, whatever level they're in. Similar, similar yeah, sort of yeah, level. Yeah, you thought so, Wembley yeah. used to be quite a good team, didn't they? Or higher level than they once were. So they got a, they got a belt in stadium. I know that. <laughs> so I'm sure um, I'm sure they can see that from the changing room where they'll be doing it from. So yeah, well, it's no because they're, they're at home, so. Um, I won't say that. It's quite a long, quite a long. No, walk yeah, exactly. From, yeah. Uh, from oh, sorry, you've been the road to get that. Shame, no shame. You can say you started. One for there, if, if Stansfield reached the first round, which, which would be a hell of an achievement. If, again, we have, when was it? It was Hyde, wouldn't it? Last. Yeah, many moons ago. That many was in 2009, 2010. So, Something like that, yeah. There will, will be a team, we say every yep. year, who start at this level, who will get to the first round. So, Let's hope it's why one can't of it be one of ours? Why can't it be one of ours and not hopefully AFC Vardinians with yes. their school time, things like that? No, so I had a bit of a, uh, a bit of an ins, ins and outs over the weekend, highs and lows, um, because I was planning on going to a game on Saturday, and then I was told that I need to be here because uh, we've got lots of check-ins, 
And then I discovered that the game I was planning on going to is on bloody Sunday. So on oh. Sunday, I'm going to Little Common against Chatham, uh, which is Little Common is between here and Bex Hill. So it's only about 10 minutes away from my house, something like that, 10, 15 minutes. So I'm going to head on up there. I might even get the bus. That's how close it is. I might get the bus. So I'm going to head up there on uh, on Sunday, see how Chatham is shaping up. And I'm expecting Chatham to win that game and start their season on a high. Uh, let's move on then from the FA Cup to the National League, which kicks off this weekend across all three of their divisions. Of course, one of them we don't cover. Uh, we've got two teams in the top flight of non-league, with both of them starting on the road. Newly promoted Maidstone get to see firsthand the glamour of the league they've returned to as they head to Altrincham, uh, while FA Trophy champions Bromley kick off at Wealdstone. A bit of a buzz about Andy Woodman's side in pre-season, Matt. So how do you see the campaign playing out for our two National League sides? And, and please don't pretend you don't care as your boys aren't involved anymore. I care a lot about that division and a lot of the time I'll just be looking at it and thinking, hmm. yeah, Bromley still haven't got a goal. They've got to try this goalie, but I haven't worked out who that is. They need a goalkeeper of the squad. They've got, we'll, we'll always manage to keep cheek. Um, they've brought in Marriott, who's a, a good striker at this level, but added a little bit of experience. And we look at the squad, it's the Andy Woodman sort of squad now as well. So I'm sure they know very well Maybe they, you know, they won the trophy, so there's a always on there. Maybe they underachieved a little bit in the league, but as Andy Woodman said, this is such a tough division. But expectations will be high, won't it? After what they did at the back end of last season, and it's a tough place to go. A solid outfit. Um, I think they've got, they will be in for a good season once again off the field, doing some great stuff, aren't they? You, you read their social media. The ground is absolutely superb. Um, everyone's talking yeah. about that bar they've got as well. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. You, the the you amount know, of places great. that I go and people say to me, Core, you know, we'd love to have a setup like they've got there. So they're, they're doing everything right off the pitch. And now it's making sure they do it on the pitch as well. And, and I've seen people outside of this county tipping them to be top three or four. And, and I think that they know they're going to be hard to beat, don't they? Yeah, you know, they've got experience defensively. The likes of Bush, Reynolds, Webster, you know, they're very experienced players at this level. The midfield, they, you know, you've got your quality, you've got your Billy Bingham who can hold, Corey White is a great player. Sablia, you know, as I say, first half of last season, he was the best player I saw in the division. Um, didn't really work out for him from there, but maybe this time will be the season that he comes through. And you've got strikers as well. We mentioned, we haven't mentioned Dave Smith, they brought from Folkestone. He knows where the back of the net is. George Alexander, good player. They've got, a really good-looking squad. Um, and I think yeah, they'll be disappointed if they're not in the playoffs. But the National League is such a competitive division. There's probably 15 sides who'll be disappointed if they're not in the playoffs. Of course, they've still got uh, Michael Cheek as well, haven't they? So, well, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I did win at the back end of last season. I did hear rumours that Cheek was going, that South End was sniffing around him, but it never sort of materialised. But they've got a lot of strikers Um Bromley, um, Marriott, Smith, Cheek, Bloomfield, Alec, you know, you just feel that they can change it from the bench. They've got a good, strong squad. And I think he's just sort of, I'll be interested to see who the goalkeeper is. They lost Cousins. The guy, Balakum, he's not Crawley. You know, big position, the goalkeeper, as, as you're well aware. So be interesting to see who their goalkeeper will be. Will they go for experience or will they, again, go somebody who's, on loan from maybe a football league or a Premier League club. That that will be the interesting thing. If they can get a decent keeper, which I'm sure 
you know, Andy Woodburn knows a goalkeeper more than anybody. He'll get one there. But that, just the final piece of the jigsaw. Let's see who that will be. Yeah, and we'll all be looking forward to seeing how Dave Smith gets on because, I mean, phenomenal rise for him. He was banging the goal. He was good at Sittingbourne. Then he went to Ashford. Brilliant season at Folkestone. This is a big step up. Yeah. But if you've got that natural ability to score goals, I think you can do it at that level. And I think, you know, he may not be in the team straight away, but I'm sure that he will be a real threat for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure he, he, he's a confident chap. So I think he's going to back himself. When he was at Dover at his level, didn't really get much game time. And I think this time, I think he wants to prove maybe more to himself that he can play and score goals at this level. And what about Maidstone? Obviously, it's going to be tough for them to be challenging around the top. We, we spoke to Oliver Ashar just after they got promoted, didn't we? And I guess the important thing for them is to, is to get a couple of early results at home. Uh, and it's quite ironic, Matt, because I remember oh, before long before we did this podcast, uh, opening day of the National League season, you got let down by someone last minute. So you phoned me the day before yeah. and asked if I'd come and do some co-coms for you. Yeah. First game of the season, Maidstone against York. First home game next week is Maidstone against York. And But this time, they're both newly promoted sides, which they certainly weren't before, were they? So uh, it, uh, they've got the potential to get off to a decent start because Altrincham are, are, are solid but no better. And then York City at home. And if they can get a couple of good results early on, then they'll be packing out the Gallagher week in, week out. I'm, I don't think they're going to have enough about them to to push in the around the playoffs because there's some big names in this league. But survival would be a, a, a really good start for them, wouldn't it? That, that's their first aim. Well, I suppose, you know, one Luke being out injured probably till Christmas is a blow. They've brought James Alabi in. Um, they sort of seem to have strengthened more the the attacking sense. Alabi, he's a strange one because sometimes, you know, he's got it in his locker. He did brilliantly at Chester in his spell. The clubs he's gone to since hasn't really worked out for him. So, um, will he be the main man at Maidstone? He's experienced, but just sometimes he's just a bit flustered to see a bit, James Larby. So, I think it's a big season for him. But if any manager can sort of work that out of him, it probably is Hacken Hay Retton, who can probably, you know, work with him and see if he can be the, be the difference to score. Because in his day, he can score 15 and 20 goals at that level. So, the, you know, the strength of the attack, uh, the guy from Hungerford, Wanju Smith, I'm hitting very good reports about. Quick striker can do a job. So, yeah. again, I don't think they'll be near the top of the table. Um, but I think they've got enough because they're in the habit of winning. And you know, I think their home record since the back end of last season was phenomenal. They'll be backed by 3,000 fans every week. A good club. They've probably learnt their lessons from before. Um, if they start badly, I don't think they'd panic. Like last time with the Jay Saunders, do you think? You know, if it starts badly... Because, you know, would they panic or anything like that? They kept with Hay Retting when they were, had a bit of a poor run. And I think he, you know, he's got a lot of coins in his, you know, a lot of credit with the club. So they'll stick with him. It's going to be a difficult season. Altrincham's a tough place to go because they'll be strong and organised. Um, but it will Maystone take a point now um, against that. But I expect Bromley to finish higher than Maidstone anyway, which is probably not the worst, you know, a, um, a bold statement, but I think Mason have got enough to finish um, comfortably outside the relegation zone because of the supporters and the backing they'll get. And because they're used to winning matches and there's a feel good factor around the club, which I think sometimes, you know, that's worth more than money. That is when, when the club and the supporters are linked. 
It certainly is. Let's head on then to the National League South, where we've got two interviews for you, both lovingly recorded by the best co-host in all of the land. Uh, let's start with the man in the hot seat at Dartford. Beaten in the playoffs last season, the darts party company with Steve King over the summer and have gone for a man who knows how to get out of this league in the shape of Alan Dowson whose Woking side beat Kings Welling in the playoff final in 2019. Uh, he left Kingfield earlier this year, and now as we're about to, he has jumped at the chance to try and get the darts back into the National League. Uh, it's a hard one, next you know, I didn't really, I didn't really apply for any job. I didn't really, I was, I started losing my job at working. Um, I was like waiting for something comes up. I'm not one to sit and direct my boxers watching games. I'm not one to try to backstop somebody to get a job. I don't believe in it. But once Steve King signed or left or whatever it was, I don't know the reason. I just rang Tony Burning up and said I was interested in the job. Um then I had an interview and I went on holiday and when I was on when I was on holiday, um Tony rang us up and said the job's mine and would I like to start and obviously I've really enjoyed it the last month or so. I've really enjoyed it. People have been fantastic. a lot of support things about the club but um you know it's um it's not often you get a job when the team's just finished fourth, you know? Yeah I, I would have to say that Dartford over the last three seasons, including the COVID seasons, have been a successful club. They just haven't managed to get over the the line to get back into the National League. You've got a bit of pedigree from that. Is that what attracted you to the job? Yeah, of course. No, I wouldn't have took it. If I didn't think I could do it, I wouldn't have took it. I wouldn't have took There's a few jobs that come available, um, which you're thinking, you know, um, maybe it's money and things like that, but not the club besides the Dartford and what it could achieve. Um, so... Uh, Yes, I've missed out. They've been unlucky, I think, to be honest. Um, I do think the place for us in the next league up, I do. Um, yes, there's some big hitters knocking about now and throwing stupid money at it, throwing different things at it and kitchen things at it. But um, we wouldn't do that here. Um, it's a sensible running club but with massive ambitions to grow in the league up. And I've got two years to do it. Um, hopefully we can try to do it quick under two years. But um, yeah, I think, honestly, I, like I, say, I wouldn't have took it. I think it's a great football club. And Are you under pressure to get promoted this season, be it champions or the playoffs? If, if it doesn't happen, you know, you say you've got a two year cycle. Yeah, I don't think I've. Like, listen, you put your pressure on yourself, and of course the club wants to do well, but when the new manager comes in, he puts his stamp on it in different ways, and, and one of them blows that if you haven't got the people, you haven't got a football club, so I'm trying to engage everybody in the club I am. Um, you know, everybody's welcome to come down. I want to try to engage the academy, I want to try to engage the kids and the schools and everybody else. So it's just a Yeah, Steve King, you know, successful manager at, at the level. Um, there was a bit of um, um, criticism from the fans because he did use a lot of players last season, when new players coming in from his contact book, and didn't look at the sort of youth system. Is, is that the remit from the club, is maybe to get the academy back on board? We've got honest with this, they haven't given us any remit. They really haven't been really good at this. Let us get on with it. Um, I said in the interview what I wanted to do, but haven't interfered one single bit they have nothing but I'm a big as you know I'm a big believer and you've been I've sold a lot of players in my time and obviously in that time getting promotions as well it's a mixture where it's pointless the size of Dorford and having all them great kids coming through the ranks from seven years old and having a dream playing for Dorford if we don't use them they will, we'll use them if they go 
know, we've, we've got a couple of this season already who's in the first team. Um, but it's got to be good enough. And yeah, you've got to do that. And yeah, of course, of three years, you get 16, 17 signed on, plus a couple of young guys. And I like to try to get the squad settled like I do. And we've been working on that in pre season. And it's up to us, you know, it's up to us. You know, it's, uh, but it's not like, oh, you've got to do it, has got to do it. I haven't had that once off the board or once off anybody at the club. It's up to me how I manage the club. And um, I'm just trying to do it the best I can in the way I believe. You, you know, you've still got people like Tom Bonner, Luke Coulson's come in, great player at the level above. So they, they're sort yeah. of. You know, they're going to be key to help you work with the youngsters as well, because Luke Coulson, arguably one of the standout signings of all clubs in this division. Yeah, I think so. I think he's a good, good kid as well. Yeah. Um, good lad. Um, Tom Bonner's been excellent, you know, since I've been here as a captain. Sometimes when you grew and you, 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 you've got somebody who's been there 10 years, he's not stale, he's not, you know, he's not, um, just wants to go for immersions. He's there, he's proper, he's, um, he's had training first, he trains as hard as he possibly can. So it's great having seen you after years like that. And obviously, Luca, I've tried to sign one as manager. I've worked in a few times. So, uh, you know, it's great getting these people on board with the like to work with them. The lads have been excellent in training. They've done very well in the pre-season games. We've got one more tomorrow against Canvey. And I think everybody's excited about the Bath City game. Yeah, what do you think about, you know, you your one season with Woking and your success with Hampton. Do you think the National League is stronger when when you got promoted out of it out of Woke with Woking? I think a little bit stronger. I like, I've, been, I've done I've done quite well. It's not me really to I don't like to say it's me as a manager, I'd like to give it a big in, but it's fair to win your things to be honest and uh, the people around you you just gotta like you know, steady the ship like but the bottom uh, you know, in the last three years in the in the National League we finished in the playoffs of Hampton, then we got beat the playoff final at Hampton, then the following year we we got one promotion. So um, the record in the league not too bad, but the bottom line is I do know it gets stronger by the year. I do know people are going full-time in the division now. I do know that there's a lot of clubs who live the dream and all that, you know, and stuff like that they do. But the bottom line is, we're, we're the same, we're no different. The only thing what's slightly different is that we're, we're not skin for ourselves. We're not putting ourselves in any debt at all. We'll always be a club at the end of the season, whatever happens. And I've got to respect that as well, you know. Yeah, and you've been welcomed by the people of Kent. You've done a lot of work in Surrey and London. So uh, have they welcomed you, the friendly people from Kent like ourselves? Uh, I, yeah, I, I find them hard on that stand, I think, <laughs> I do, you know, but apart from that, I do very well, you know, but it's, uh, yeah, well, I, I was obviously, I was with Millwall for five years, so I know that people this way, and yeah, it, whatever happens, you've got to put yourself out, like, you want to be there for them, and you want to help them, you want to encourage them, and, you know, from a ladies' football as well, to anybody, really, so, uh, it's, um, it's been fantastic, I really have, it made us very welcome, and um, obviously, you know, there's no problem to me managing there, and obviously, it'll take a little, it'll probably take three years to start on that stand, but once you do on that stand, it'll be fine. Yeah, and... Talk about Bath again. Another side who've sort of brought, looks at, look on paper brought in some good players. It's a, it's a tough place to start, isn't it? First game up. Tough players, but wherever I would have been, it would have been tough. So it's one of them. Yeah, tough players to go and hard players to go. But now we'll go there and Bath will fancy it. We'll fancy it. We've watched them a few times. And they are a decent side. And it'll be they'll do a lot better than they did last year. They got a decent manager. Be able to look at us as well. So we're saying this is the first game. It's doggy dog. You just got to go and win it. You know. Also, you know, one of the things, there's quite a few Kent sides back in this division. Again, yeah. they'll, they'll be big games and you know you'll be up and up there if you finish the top of the mini Kent table, I suppose. They'll be big games for you. Yeah, I think if we do that, we'll win the league, to be honest. But, um, <laughs> I know Wellens really went for it this year ever heaven. Obviously, yesterday, I thought Eamon, Wellens thought Eamon really went for it. And I think we're a little bit on the river here, though. I think everybody's looking at us thinking, oh, yeah, well, you know, we don't realise what we've got, to be honest. I have heavy confidence in the ability of the players and the ability of the what we've brought in so everybody, it'll be, I think there'll be like 10 teams who fancy having a go at it us being one of them 
impressive appointment that one, Matt. And by the sounds of it, I think he's a good fit for Dartford and and, and what they want to do. I think. Yeah, I think um, Steve King. Um, he was sort of like Marmite to some of the Dartford fans with his constant bringing new players in. Didn't sort of use the youth, and um, so were we surprised that Steve King left? Uh, yes and no. Uh, Alan Dowson's come in. He's got a decent record at this level. Um, couldn't take Woking up. Woking went full time. It just didn't work out for him. But he's a a decent manager at this level. Knows how to get promoted. And he's sitting there. There's no pressure for him. But I would expect he expects from the signings they've got, Dartford should be top four. I would have thought. Um, again, the, another thing I keep saying. I'll come back to what it is. They're used to winning matches. I know last season. They stuck off like a train and it sort of faltered a bit. We just couldn't get over the edge. And maybe Dowson is the man to do it. King had some good opportunities, just couldn't get the penalty kicks away from getting promoted. So shows how close they've got. I think Dowson's a solid signing, knows the level, as did King. So, But I think some of his signings have been decent, I have to say, as well. So I, they're, they're expected to have a good season, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, and I think he's quite a character that I think... Um, players can probably can relate to him a little bit. Yeah, and I think the the thing that we everyone seemed to get frustrated about with Steve King was the turnover of players. And and he's kind of said there, isn't it, that's not going to happen this time. It's going to be more, you know, I've, I've got a squad that I've got. And, you, and of course, you mentioned friend of the show, Luke Coulson. I think that's a real coup uh, for Dartford to, now to bring signing. him in. A brilliant signing. You know, I saw him in the back end. Of the, he had a good game in the trophy final. I saw him, you know, one of his last home game for Bromley against Dover. And he's a, you give him the ball, he will cause absolute chaos, panic at that level. Um, I presume he's probably doing a bit of, because he was trained to be a journalist, John. So I don't know if he's going down that route, going part-time, because Dartford's still training the, in the evenings if he's looking at that. But yeah, he's a great signing. Um, Dartford have had some great wingers over the years, Hayes, Martin and people like that. But Coulson will create chance after chance. And Dartford have got numerous strikers there who can put the ball in the back of the net including Charlie Sheringham back for his 46th time as well, back at the club. Um, I think they'll be, I think they'll be scoring a lot of goals and Coulson arguably should be the best player in the division. Well, certainly one of them, because there are some yeah. very, very good players in that division. There's some. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's a tight division, but yeah, but on his day, the quality that he's got, he'll become a real favourite because the ability to go past people and what I will say I've seen so many wingers over the years who beat a man and the neck and he crosses it into me in the crowd. Coulson doesn't do that. You know, he can, the quality that he's got, um, Dartford strikers must be absolutely licking their lips. As we've heard there, the darts travel to Bath and what is a weekend of long trips in that division for our teams with our next guest also heading west for the weekend as Tunbridge Angels travel to Weymouth. The game should have been played at Longmead, but with their pitch not quite ready, it's been switched to Weymouth. Uh, it's a new era for Angels, not just on their new 3G pitch, but off it too, where Jay Saunders has replaced the long-serving Steve McKim. And Matt spoke to Jay on Monday and started by asking him how he's settling in at his new club. Yeah, really enjoying it. Uh, thanks, Matt. It's, it's been... Um... It's been a strange pre-season, having obviously no home games with a pitch being done and um, uh, all training sessions sort of away from there as well. So that's that's been a bit different. But um, it, no, in general, it's been good. Everyone's been really welcoming, which is which is always I know it's tough for people when they've had a manager there so long, like did Macca. 
um, and you come in and you kind of do things different and ask different things of people and bring loads of new players in, it can be a bit, bit awkward. But um, now in general, really good. Everyone's been really welcoming and I'm uh, yeah, thoroughly enjoying it. You're full-time now, is that correct? Yes, yeah. So I think, I mean, full-time, but obviously once the pitch is laid, then, then there'll be a lot more going on down there at the moment. It's this sort of bits and bobs and, and mainly focusing on the first team but I think once the pitch is down and obviously a lot of the youth stuff as well so uh, but no really enjoying it. Um, it it's given me uh, it, it has been a complete rebuild to be honest I think we kept five maybe six of the last season squad so it's been a busy summer but thankfully being a sort of full time role has enabled me to get on with the work that I've needed to do Yeah following afar on social media there seems to be a bit of a vibe about the club with the excitement with the 3G again when you were at Maidstone, 3G, uh, we were probably one of the first clubs to have it. So what do you think the main benefits of having the 3G will be for you? I just think, you know what, we had, a, we had an open day yesterday for the sort of supporters to come and meet the players and myself and the staff and, and get a look at the pitch. That Obviously, the, the, the carpet, if you like, is being laid now. So um, it's it, it just brings a real buzz. Like the turnout yesterday, there was... Probably a good 50, 60 kids down there, all the parents, uh, supporters. And I, I just think that from what I saw previously at Maystone, it just begins, becomes a hub, really, a community hub, and, and brings a lot of, uh, a lot of younger generation of support down, really. I think they can then, they get, I don't know, just, just being able to get on the pitch like they do, seeing the first team players out there and they get their favourite players and then they can go on the pitch and, yeah, just just that buzz and and the, the sort of around the town you hear people talking about it, and I think that's hopefully what will will happen at Tunbridge. Um, obviously, with the grass pitch, it was kind of used at weekends, and that was pretty much it. Now you have even down to like the soccer sixes, the um, soccer schools, the academy, everything. It just gets so much more use, and, and everyone um, it will bring a lot more people hopefully to home games as well. And then it's up to us to to produce a team that. Um, that wants to keep them coming. I suppose looking at thinking about it, you probably your only one season was it in Conference South. You actually got promoted out of it uh, with May State. That, that's putting a bit of pressure on you, is it? <laughs> a little bit. Um, to be honest, the ball have been great from the minute I went in and got offered the job. They were quite clear. They just said, "Look, we've, we're we're not hoping, asking to work miracles. We'd, we'd like to be a lot more comfortable in the league this year than we have in previous years." Um, and that was the aim. So then, sort of say, you've got to be top eight. Top, it was just kind of we. we don't want to be looking over our shoulders at, at sort of with four games to go. So, um, but I've kind of having won things in the past. I want to be successful. So it's kind of one of those that I've gone into the players and I said, "Look, let's, we've kind of set them targets, which I won't go much into. But we've kind of set them targets of where we feel the squad we've put together could potentially get to, and that's what we're aiming for." Um, I feel that we've got a, a sort of lot younger squad that we, we try to bring a lot more youth, a lot more legs, um, energy, and hopefully that'll work. It doesn't always, but, but that's the plan and that's what we're working towards. Do, do you? What do you think the strength, who have been the main contenders? You think, the, were you in, what, six, seven, maybe six years ago when you got promoted? Do you think the league has changed a lot since then? Um, yeah, I the Conference South and then you go to the National League the National League's just gone on to another level hasn't it let's be honest it's, it's an extension of Football League so I think the National South is, is a really strong strong league now um, it was a strong league when we are in it you still had you look back and you had the Ebbs League the Dulleges the, the kind of all them teams that are, are still in the mix now I expect Ebbs League to, and, and the Dartfords back then as well um, I expect all those teams I just mentioned to be right up there and challenging so you've got the Dovers the Weymouths have come down so it's going to be a real, a real tough league. Um, 
but we'll do our homework and like I say we've, we've signed players that we think will give us a better opportunity to, to win more games this season if you like and um, only time will tell all the pre-season we've, we've gone unbeaten in pre-season which is great um, not that it means much the main thing is you try not to pick up injuries um, but at the same time if you're winning games and, and not losing them it builds a bit of confidence so we'll go into it um, yeah looking to looking to start positive but the first three games will be tough all the way from home because we've had to reverse it with the pitch not being ready. So I was going to ask you about that as well. Um, you know, you've got two sides that are relegated as well from the National League and Dover and Weymouth in those three. Does this work to your advantage so you can, you know, bolster a sort of a, a team spirit going away from home those three games or how does it work? It takes a little bit of pressure off us the first game. Obviously, if we'd have had the new pitch, sort of, we would only have one training session on it and it would have kind of been like, a lot of supporters turning up going our oh, new pitch new team and I think it would have put a lot of pressure on us I think away from home it maybe takes a bit of that off of us but Weymouth will be a good side we've had them watched and good report back on them um, they'll be looking to bounce straight back lost a lot of players but brought a lot of new in I suppose like ourselves um, and then we go Slough who have, who have really strengthened this year made some great signings I know Neil Down and John so that'll be a tough one um, and then obviously Dover and I know Hesse very well no pretty much every one of their players so you know the local derby it's, it's all they're always tough anyway so it's three it's three big big games but if we can come out of them with good points then it, then like I say it, it builds real confidence in the squad so um, the players are certainly looking forward to starting the league games and um, yeah we'll be as prepared as we can be For you personally you think you've got a new sort of lease of life back into this level probably where you should be managing? Yeah I'm um to be honest, it has given me a, another buzz, and that's no disrespect to, to Margate at all because I, I thoroughly enjoyed it down there. But I, I just kind of, even I sort of went back and left here, and I kind of went and watched the last game at St Albans. You just go to the grounds are slightly better, the players are there's a better standard of players, if you like, and that's taking nothing away from what's at the league below because that that league's going to be really tough this year. Um, but yeah, it's given me a buzz back, and, and to be honest, I. Yeah, I think I needed that. I needed the change. Obviously, we had two years where it got cancelled with COVID at Margate, so I never really got the chance to, to really kick on with what I wanted to do there. So this is this is the opportunity that maybe felt right and um, from how it's going so far and how much I'm enjoying it, I'd say it's been the right decision. I think he sounds a bit reinvigorated there, Matt, and, and Angel's well set to have a good season this time around, I think. Yeah, um, again, he mentioned Steve McKim. He mentioned Steve McKim in there. Clearly, the board um, want to take Tunbridge to the next level. Um, I can't remember when they finished last season. 15th, 16th, maybe. Um, I think they think they can maybe top 10, maybe try and get on the outskirts of the playoffs. Jay Saunders, we know he's a good manager. When um, he can galvanise the squad, knows this level. Um, I think he did a half-decent job at Margate as well. But as he said there, there's two out of the last three seasons. He hasn't managed to complete it but he, he did a decent job there full time again a bit of a buzz around the club with the 3G surface I think that can work in their favour turning into a, sort of a community hub which I think is so important um, yeah I, I think yeah I think he knows um, it's it's a good challenge for him um, and I'm sure he wants to you know he had a good well 15-16 months in the National League when he was with Maidstone so I'm sure he wants to get back to that level can he do it with Tunbridge? There's no reason why not. If he can get a thing again, I think they again could be top ten, top twelve, and will bloody the noses some of the sides in it. Be interesting. We say the first three away games is going to be tough, but I think they can. Sometimes it work in your favour. These long trips or 
all the trips they've got, Weymouth, Slough and Dover, can we sort of galvanise the squad a little bit? You know, we've got to go away from home and from there. But yeah, I think Saunders is a decent manager. I think the signings he's brought in, hungry players, some he's worked with before. Um, someone from Crystal Palace I see they've got in there. And I think there's a plenty of optimism at, at Tunbridge as well. So it's a lot of optimism at a lot of clubs uh, at this level. But I think Saunders is a decent manager. So there's no reason why um, he's probably, you know, he's still relatively young, early 40s, late, isn't he? So, and he's seen it all before and knows how this level works. So, yeah, good luck to him. And, you know, Margate, we're lucky to have him. And I think Tunbridge Aews are even luckier now. 43, Jay Saunders, is, uh, yeah, totally. is Matt. Yeah, so we'll have early 40s. Yeah, I'm going to meet him. Yeah. Um, I think also having him as a full-time employee is is a big step forward for the club. And as you said, at the moment, it's not so not quite so involved as, as it will be. But that is a that is a sign of ambition. And, you know, I, th- I think that's a really positive move. And he obviously doesn't live far away. He said that when we spoke to him at the end of last season. And I just thought, as, as I said earlier on, I just thought he sounded bang up for this he sounds quite excited and I think no one's going to be particularly fancying Angels to have that good a season I don't think anyone's looking at them thinking they're going to be really challenging but I think quietly he thinks they're going to be a a threat and and I don't think people will like going to Longmead I think it will be a tough place to go and again it's all about momentum isn't it if you have a good start to the season they've got those three away games as you say to kick it off if you have a good start to the season then there's no reason why they can't start doing something really good you know if people the people of Tunbridge here well do you know we're playing good football we're looking the part then the people of Tunbridge will come and watch Tunbridge Angels yeah I think if you if you if you'd offered him maybe four points from those opening three away games um that is a, a good a good haul for them so you know you don't know what Weymouth are going to be like after being relegated um will they have that downer um and the and the buzz of Jay Saunders again he'll have them organised and he'll, he'll know the strengths of the opposition and the strength strengths and weakness of the opposition and the strength of his own team. So, yeah, I, I think from there, and I mentioned old Louis Collins, who was at Dover a couple of seasons ago, wasn't he? He's been given, I think, the number nine shirt there. He's got something to prove. Could be a big season for him. Jay Adam at Margate. Didn't score many goals at Margate, but they liked his work rate. And I think it's a big season for him because he's a confident lad and I think he's confident maybe he can uh, be the difference. But, yeah, I, I think they'll be, you know, they've got the solid Henley and... Sonny Miles, you know, the experienced players in there, but Jay will give the, the attacking a little bit of freedom and I'm, I'm sure they'll do well. Yes, the third long-distance trip on the opening day sees Welling United, who only just stayed up by the skin of their teeth last season, head to newly promoted Taunton Town, but uh, invested very well, Welling. And, and I think people are looking at them and thinking they're going to be in with a shout. If they can carry on the momentum that they got towards the end of last season, they're in with a shout, aren't they? OK, I, I, I think, again, Warren Feeney, um, he's a decent manager. Um, they have brought some decent players in. Ali Aziz, Tariq Hyde, Stephen Payne, Manny Parry, people who've played at a, um, a decent level um, before. Um, again, full sort of a full-time outfit. Um, Welling. I think uh, when we spoke to um, Feeney before, he's one of these managers, again, John, who will expect absolutely nothing left from his players, they will give got to give 100% to get into it. You know, he, he managed to get them safe when they beat Maystone, who were maybe in party mode when they got promoted. But well, there the players they brought in last season they struggled a little bit to score goals. They've lost Dipper Akinyemi, who is a good player, but the signings they've got in in Aziz and Stefan Payne, 
really make up for that as well. So I would say if you're a Welling United fan, there's a real first real bit of optimism since probably when JB Day was in there um, of what you can can achieve. Um, I quite like the look of them when Peter Taylor was there last season. Just needed a little bit of twitch there. Clearly the new owner's given them a bit more money and they spent it on that. Those, some of those signings, John, to me, think Welling are going for it, do you think? You think they could they could be up there? I think I think they're a serious contender. I yeah. think I think they've they've signed well, they've signed early, uh, and I think that they're going to be looking at the top of the table. As of course, uh, well, Left Street United beaten in the playoff final last season. They begin their campaign with a repeat of their playoff semi final win uh, at home to Chippenham, and, and again, they've gone kind of, kind of about their business a little bit quietly, Ebbsfleet, but they're they're going to be up there, aren't they? They're going to be top three or four, surely. Well, haven't and Waterlooville and Ebbsfleet. I think they're the, the favourites to. To win it, they've just brought in, um, just kept the majority of the squad, just tinkered with it when they had to. Again, the heartbreak of last season. Surely they they'll use that to do it. You, you would have thought that Ebsley, out of all the Kent sides, Ebsley have probably got the best opportunity to do it. Dennis Petrie knows this level now, and that, that pain of losing the last kick of the game or the last. You know, seconds away from getting promoted or work with them. Yeah, they've kept all the strikers. Decent goalkeeper, Mark Cousins, quality signing in goal. Um, you know, he, he'll he be worth points for them. Um, they just strengthened where they needed to strengthen. And for maybe for me, and you look at it, maybe them or haven't would probably be the favourites to win the division. I think Ebsley just gets some consistency and, and learn to dig out those results for maybe it's going against you um, should be the way forward. You know, at home where they play their football on a decent surface, they'll probably put a lot of sides to the sword. And all four of those teams enter the season with high, high hopes. But it hasn't been such a good pre-season for Dover Athletic. They won their first game, beating Gillingham 2-0, uh, but they've lost all of the rest of their friendlies. They've only scored one more goal. After relegation last season, it was hoped that things could only get better. But I'm now going to hand over to our Dover expert. How much, Matt, are you looking forward to the season, starting with a trip to Worthing on Saturday? Um, Gavin, I mentioned before, guy when I was at I went to the Gillian game, went to the Deal game. I haven't seen them since then. And a guy said, oh, hopefully you'll be a bit more optimistic and a bit more happy regarding Dover. From what the other games and the people I've seen it, it's going to be a long, hard season. Um, again, pre-season, you can't too much into it. But as you say, they've scored three goals in seven games. They've lost a deal. They've lost to Larkfield. Um, lost 1-0 to Folkestone when they had to borrow Folkestone's goalkeeper. For me, which is a, a shambles, isn't it? You haven't got a, having to borrow some... Look, week before the start of the season, you haven't got a reserve goalkeeper or trialling a keeper. And you're having to borrow one from a, another club. So... I am going to Worthing. Um, I've done my homework on Worthing. And you have to say, <laughs> if if I leave Sussex, Dover have got a point. I've, I've tried to work. We got, Dover got one point last year, didn't they? Yes, I one, think, yeah. yeah well, didn't even get none. <laughs> didn't even get none, yes. We got one point. Um, it, it's going to be a long, hard season. That <laughs> game. And my only hope is that David don't get relegated again. Um, there's a lot of pressure on Andy Hessenthaler. Um, there is a bit of friction between the supporters saying, 
again, it's going to all be over. You win 3 0 at Worthing and everybody's happy. But in some ways, that Andy Hessenthaler could win his first three games, then lose the next three, and he's under pressure again, isn't it? You know, um, he's under pressure to succeed. The chairman, Jim Parmenter, the club's been very quiet. You look at some of the other clubs, you know, who are very um, busy on social media, um, trying to big things up. There's very little coming out of the club. And I mentioned about, other, you know, before teams have got into a habit of winning matches, Maidstone, they'll, they'll go to Waltrium with absolutely no fear because their habit of winning matches, um, the Chathams and things like that, they're used to winning matches. Dover for two seasons, haven't won any matches. And... I don't know if the, if the players they've got in have got that ability to get them out of a hole when it comes to it. I'm going to, you know, it's hard to say this, I'm going to Worthing on Saturday and I expect Worthing to put David to the sword, to be honest, going on what the pre-season's been. Where do you stand on pre-season friendlies? Does it mean anything? It doesn't, it doesn't. I mean, I was just about to tell you that Worthing have beaten a Wickham um Academy side 5-1 tonight in their final friendly. But yeah. it, you talk about the habit of winning matches. And the, the worrying thing when I looked... I knew Dover had a, a poor run of form. But the worrying thing is the goals. You've scored three yeah, goals yeah, exactly. in the pre-season. Yeah, one of them was a free that, kick. That, and that's what worries me when I look at it. Because I think, do you know what? You've got to hit the ground running here. Because the thing that worries me the most is you were more optimistic a division higher this time last year when you were on minus 12 than you are now. And that says a lot because when we used to do this show and and Dover, you were always the most optimistic Dover fan. And to hear how you feel so defeated by it is is obviously quite concerning. And, and, you know, it's, you can't read pre-season results. Don't count for anything. You can have that. We've seen it before. Teams had the best pre-season ever and then absolutely stunk the place out in, in the season. But for me, it's, you know, and, and I don't mean any disrespect to the, to the teams because they've played teams from Kent, but they're teams four levels below them. Yeah. You know, don't, no, I mean, no disrespect to Larkfield and New Hyde. They shouldn't be beating Dover. No, not at all. Ramsgate shouldn't be beating Dover 3-0. And, and, and that's where it, where it worries me. And, you know... If, if we're losing 4-3, I'd, you know, there's some part of it is... The thing is, there's not, is there any goals in this team? Um, uh, Andy Hessenthal has got to be under pressure. Um, Jim Parmenter, again, he's been quite quiet about the thing and maybe we'll try and get him, I'll try and get an interview with him where he wants to go. Not, I'm, I'm not saying that Dover should be promoted this season. I'm not saying that in any single way or view. And no Dover fan, even the one who's a bit more cheery than I am, expects Dover to be promoted um, straight away. But what they want is to try and see them win some matches. Um, uh, and, that, and that's the battle. At the end of the day, when you... Football is all... When you see the women's football thing, you want days out when you can remember. And for the last two seasons, you haven't. And if David beat somebody 3-0 at home, that's a really... Yeah, it's a, people go home happy. And at the moment, people are going to football after Dover because, well, that's what they do on a Saturday, not expecting a win. So they just, they just want to win for some matches. I don't expect David to get promoted. At the moment, I probably saw there's more chance they could get relegated than promoted. And that and that is a concern. I, I guess the thing is as well is, for the club to thrive, you've got to start getting the people back in. You've exactly. got to 
but doing something. And the club has struggled many times with its relationship with with the people of Dover, uh, and it's and you know and I I look at that squad and 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 I think there's nothing to get too excited about. I mean, obviously Mitch Brundle coming back was a good signing, but he can't carry the team on his own. And and you've got to find goals, and it's the it's the lack of goals in preseason that worry me. And I yeah. think you know Worthing. As we say, they're they're on the crest of a wave. They've had they've had three really good seasons. Here's a stat for you: Woking, uh, Woking, Worthing, their last seven home games, they won the seat. They won all eight and conceded no goals. It, it, I don't know what to say. <laughs> but you, you look at that, you know, I'm a Dover supporter, so maybe I, you know, I look at it from there. You look at the Dover squad. Dover have got John. Do you what sort of where do you think they'll finish? I think they've got the players and I think they've got the the experience and I think they've got the the, the ability to finish top ten. Uh but I just think that everything is so low at the moment and they need to get some confidence from somewhere. I mean, let's remember how many games did you win last season? Two. Two games you won all season. Previous so, previous one we won two in sixteen. So in about 60 games, we've won four games. And and that's where, you know, you, you said about people going to the game because it's something that they do. And, and that's where it's, it's, and that's got to spread spread along. And, and you know, Andy Hessenthaler, who, he's a lovely bloke. I've known him for, for many years. You've known him for many years. He's, he's a lovely, lovely bloke. And you, you want him to do well. But he's got to be sitting there thinking, well, this is tough, you know. And, and we, we've heard interviews with him on the on this show where he sounded really downbeat. And his job now is to motivate that team. I mean, I've, I've given you my thoughts. Where do you think, realistically, confident that squad could get to? Hopefully fifth and bottom. At the moment, I'm concerned about the season. Game. We could agree to work, we beat Worthing 3-0, and I'm worrying about anything. But the way... It's just the way that pre-season has gone. It's just, oh, there's nothing exciting coming out. Maybe I'm just being a bit, you know... You know and people have been there, you know, football, again, I'm not expecting thing. football's cyclical, cyclical, I can never get that word out. And Dover's time will come again, and they just need to regroup and just get the feel-good the feel good factor back at the club. And as I say, you mentioned before, you look at what's going on at Tunbridge, Maidstone, they've got the fans on board, and Dover somehow need to do that again. And But they haven't had it for three years. COVID's affected them in some ways, and maybe some of the decision-making of going full-time. Um, has affected it, so that, that's how it is. And maybe this is Dover's natural level. Maybe the years in the National League, um, we, we were sport, but we just want to be competitive. Um, the thing that worries me is Dover have done this before. They've gone from the National League, or yeah. it was the Conference, all the way down. Yeah. And I've just called up your first six fixtures here. Uh, <laughs> It's not an easy start to the season, is it? You know, you've got Worthing, obviously, crest of a wave. You've got Hungerford just outside the playoffs last season. Then you've got Tunbridge Angels, who we've already talked about. Then you've got Haven't. Then you've got Hemel Hempstead. You might get a result there. And then you've got Ipswich. That That's yeah. not a nice first six games no, for no. a team that's low on confidence. It, and, it, and it, yeah, and if they start badly, something will have to change. Um, but the other thing as well is, you, you say that, but those six games are in the space of 23 days. So you can't make that change that quickly because you're playing literally 
Saturday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Monday. You you know, the games come around so quickly. So it's a really, really difficult situation. I think think it's going to be a a tough season um, because the the, the Dover aren't in the habit of winning games. And I think the Worthing game, if you're a game, I don't don't know what the odds are. I don't know if the bookies are that. Worthing must be mega favourites looking at, if anybody does any standard of the forms here, they say they score goals, crest of a wave. I think there's going to be a big crowd there because um, they used to winning matches. And I, and I think for them, it's probably a great one against Dover because if pre-season had gone a little better, I'd be more confident. But there's nothing in pre-season to, get to, to inspire you on or off the pitch, which is a really good sign. But we better move on, John, because, you know, we called this, we called this pod optimistic and I'm not very optimistic. We'll talk about some football that's already happened, shall we? The uh, the Southern Counties East kicked off with a string of interesting results over the weekend. The opening game of the campaign was on Friday night, where a record crowd turned up to see Irith Town take on Phoenix Sports. Vissers took an early lead through a Ryan Hayes penalty, but the home side deservedly got on terms just before the break. Thanks to a fine overhead kick from Charlie Clover. Uh, after the interval, it was one-way traffic, with Andy Walker making a string of fine saves to keep out the Dockers. And then right at the end, the home side run done by a sucker punch, or three really, as Alfie Evans and Luke Leppard scored either side of Ryan Mahal's second yellow card as the recent relegated sports claimed a 3-1 win. After the game, I spoke to both managers and let's hear first from the winning boss, Phoenix's Steve O'Boyle. We knew it would be a competitive game, local derby. I know their management team very well. Russell was my captain when we won this league. Woody's worked with me previously. He was my captain when we won step six. So there's a lot of rivalry there. And I always knew this would be a big competitive game, local derby. Um, and to be honest with you, it's a, it's a complete smash and grab, isn't it? You know, um, listen, I think we've got a very good side. We haven't played well tonight. Um, but in the end, a little bit of class in the final third. That free kick, that free kick I'm, I'm really happy with. We've been working on that in pre-season. And for it to go in is, is the icing on the cake for me. Um, I think Andy Walker tonight in goal for us, fantastic, fantastic. You know, that was as, as good a goalkeeper performance as I've ever seen. Um, I guess the thing for you is, as brilliant as he was tonight, you don't be relying on him to do no, that every week. No, 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 no. I'm far from happy with our performance. Um, I'm far from happy. Um, but the bottom line is we're in football to win football matches. And um, at the end of the season, when you're toting points up, you might look back at games like tonight well, didn't play well there, lads. I don't think we're going to play as badly as that in many games. Um, Credits of Irith, I thought they were very good. But when you look on Twitter and the Skiffle website later, it says Phoenix have won 3-1, and that's all I care about. That's the thing, good good teams find a way of winning matches, don't they? And that's what you've tonight. Yeah, yeah. um, Like you say, um, I think it was um, like Rhino. Rhino tonight has had a quiet game, really. A little bit of magic in the box in the in, in the um you know with, with ten minutes to go off the crossbar and Alfie Evans to be honest with you done that time and time again for me last season scored important goals for his football club and that's what he's done I'm over the moon for Luke Leppard tonight scoring his first goal for the club you know that free kick you know it just showed a little bit of class you've obviously worked very hard on your set pieces yes. right, over the summer yeah we have we certainly have um, it's good that I, it's, it's it's good that it's um, Obviously, works out, hasn't it? You know, but like you say, yes, I'm happy with the result. Performance, not great, but 
I don't care. I guess the thing is, is obviously we spoke to you just when you got appointed um, back at back last season. Yeah. And you had a great holiday. start. Yeah. You had a great start, and then yeah. ultimately you came up short. Yeah. So to come and win your first game of the season, even yeah, when you big. haven't played well, yeah. is, is a massive start. It's big. It's big. It's big. big. It's a big, 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 big win. Big start. Um, generally speaking, obviously we're at the start of the season. Everyone's optimism's high. Where can this team go? I'm only in it to win it. Um, yeah, we come up short last year, um, and I was playing catch up the whole season. And um, we start off on an even kill, don't we? I believe in the players I've got. Um, we haven't turned up tonight, but I do believe in the players I've got, and um, we'll only get better. You know. Um, after tonight, I might need to bring one or two in, maybe. But that's, that's down to me to sort out. Um, but I'm in it to win it. Um, I'm not. I'm not looking to finish second, third, fourth. Um, and I want to get this back, um, this club back up to where where it should be, and that's in the Ishmael League. And um, like you say, last season going down broke my heart. But I'm one of them managers. I'm one of them people. Really, I could have gone off the radar, gone missing. Next day. I'm, I'm, I'm signing people like Dave Martin on the phone to Dave Martin, Ryan A's, people like that. You know, I come out fighting, and that's what I'm all about. And um, I will do everything I can to try and get this club back up. You've got some great experienced players there. You just yeah, mentioned two of them, yeah. obviously a goalkeeper as well. Yeah, so, yeah. Th- th- and that seems to be a, a good way of, of, of getting out of this league, because it's a hard league, isn't it? Oh, so it's some good teams, big budgets, you know, good managers. It's going to be hard. I'm not saying we're going to we're going to walk the league. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying we're going to I'm not saying we're going to win the league. We're going to try our very best to win the league. You know, and if we don't win the league, we'll give it everything we got. That's all I can say. A bit like relegation last season, we gave it everything we had, and unfortunately, it wasn't enough. And if we fail this year, we go again the year after. But I won't give up trying to get this team back up. Obviously, started with in the league. You've got the cup next weekend. Yep. A, a tricky, look, tricky looking tie, but I guess you go there with built, buoyed by the last five minutes here, and, yeah. and you want to give them a game. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the FA Cup next week. Oxy Jets away. Looking forward to that. Um, to be honest, we've got an holiday tomorrow. This, this is one of the reasons why this game's done me a favour tonight. Um, but I'll go away on holiday, and you know it won't be an holiday because I will be planning for next Saturday all week. I'll be speaking to all the management team, the players and whatever. I'll be watching videos of this game again and whatever. But, you know, it's um, I'm going to go and enjoy my weekend. I'm going to go enjoy my week and I'm looking forward to the FA Cup next week. And, um, yeah, I'm going to go I'm going to go up in that bar and have a few beers now. And just finally, I mean, it was you say it's helped you out being on a Friday night, but it was a nice spectacle to start the season on a Friday night. I always night, knew it would it? be. I always knew it would be. I knew there'd be a big crowd here tonight. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want to come out on a nice summer's night, temperature's decent, Local derby, why wouldn't you want to come? Brilliant. Great for football. You know, and I actually think it was quite an exciting game. <laughs> Not one for me, really. It was too little, too, too tight for comfort for me. Um, you know, that was a smash and grab tonight. But I'll take a few more of them this year. Well, he's admitted there that they got away with one, Matt. Uh, <laughs> the mark of a good side is to win when they don't play well. And let's just say that's what they did on Friday. When he said that Andy Walker, um, great goalkeeper at this level, has been for the last probably 20 years, you know, hasn't seen a better goalkeeping performance than that. Um, that shows something um, what it must have been. <laughs> um, but maybe they needed that. They're, 
were they unlucky to get relegated at the back end of last season? They won a bit of a run and it fell apart from there. But the players they've got, I felt a bit sorry for Erith speaking to you know what he said there. But as he said, and I'm with him as well, it doesn't matter how you win as long as you win. And um, a lot of teams who you say look at that will go to Erith and get defeated, but they've got three points on them already. So, yeah, football's, football's a strange one, John, isn't it? So, uh, you might not necessarily deserve to win, but you get the three points and that could be a catalyst for them for the rest of the season, couldn't it? It could be. Uh, I, I guess the thing is, is they can't count on their goalkeeper who's in his 40s to put in yeah. a match winning display like that every week. Um, but he, I mean, he was phenomenal. And, and, you know, Phoenix, they've got a lot of experienced players and in that squad, they've got a lot of players that, you know, they've got some, you know, they've got some good signings in there that they've got that they seem quite together. Um, and as I said, all you can do is win the game of football and they won that game of football, whether they deserve to win it or not, it doesn't matter because on the opening, at the end of the season, we'll look back and it will just say in the record books, here at town one Phoenix sports three. Uh, and it doesn't matter how well Phoenix sports played or if they deserve to win the game, they won the game. And and that is all that matters at, at, at any level of football. And let's be brutally honest. We, we've already talked about it at length, but wouldn't you take Dover getting absolutely tanked and winning three, one on Saturday? Absolutely. Yeah. I, 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 I'm one of these, John, you know, as you know, the, the remits of how I like football to be played is, <laughs> yes, and also be strong at the back. And if you can pick, nick a 1-0, good luck to you. And I think it's all about the three points at the end of the day. It doesn't matter if you're playing sexy football or unsexy football. If you can get that winning mentality, you've got half a chance. A win for them, of course, but a disappointment for Irith Town. Here's their manager, Adam Woodward. I think you just summed it up. Yeah, I thought a um, bit of a smash and grab. But listen, football's on results. Um, and they've, like you said, had a smash and grab, really. But listen, we've come off 3-1, so it is what it is. You've got to take some positives, though, from the way that you've played tonight. Oh, we've been exceptional. Oh, listen, I can't fault any of the players. I thought we went toe-to-toe with the team that said they're going to win the league. So, listen, if anyone was neutral watching here tonight and they said who won 3-1, it was, would have been here of town. I think their keeper's done really, really well. Um, they've thrown themselves in front of it and I'll be honest in the 70th minute they were on the floor on their knees out of it but listen when you need a little bit of luck you need a bit of luck Ryan Hayes has shanked one off the bar and we've just switched off back post but it is what it is First game of the season as you say against the team who, who were expected to do well was, was it almost a little bit of a free hit for you because you, you, you've no, lost no, the game but it's no, not, no, there's not no, the end of the world No there's no free hit to be honest because We've done really well pre-season. We've got a really good group of players and um, beat Ashford last week 1-0. And to be honest, like I said, if you look at the game tonight for a neutral, I think we're the better side. And that's me being brutally honest. Um, And like I said, a little bit of a smash and grab, but sometimes you get the rubber of green, sometimes you don't. Therefore, you've got to be thinking that this this is the start of a a good season for you. Yeah, let's let's hope so. Um, we brought some new recruits in and like I said, I think they was, um, I thought Ladic was absolutely exceptional tonight and so was um, Harry Taylor. Listen, I can't fault any of them. I think that was absolutely brilliant. Uh, you move on now, FA Cup next weekend. A tricky little one, that, isn't it? Yeah, Pagan. The scout go down and watch them. I expect they had someone here tonight. Yeah, possibly, yeah. And like, like I said, we've still got a few players missing from injuries and suspensions, but we'll go down there confident trying to get a result. It's... it's- one of those, isn't it? We never know what we're going to get from the teams down in Sussex, but you would always think that a Kent team against a Sussex team, you'd have a chance. Yeah, you'd like to think so. So, like I said, we'll go down there. We're, um, we're set up. We'll be organised. We'll be ready. And like I said, we'll try and get a next round for the next game. 
great spectacle tonight, big crowd in and everything. It was a, yeah. a, a great start to the season apart from the result. Yeah, it was. But listen, like I said, rubber the green. I felt the, I thought there was a foul in the build-up for the penalty that they got. Um, and I thought we had a stonewall penalty not given for our ball. But obviously, look, like I said, you just you just don't get the rubber the green sometimes. And the laws of the game change. The referee saying the lino didn't uh, flag for the foul. That's why he didn't give it. I thought if your hands are out, it was our ball, but obviously clearly not. So I think they need to take a look at themselves tonight. The big decisions, it's a big game. It's a local derby, it's a big game and you like referees to stand up and I felt 15 minutes their bench was on the ref and all of a sudden, 16th minute, they get a penalty. So maybe that needs to be looked at as well and like I said, the league are asking for more money for the officials. Not saying we lost the game because of him, but I thought we got two big decisions wrong. Generally speaking, looking at the league, obviously last year we had two exceptional teams at the very, very top. We haven't got that this year, so it's, it's, it's wide open, isn't it? Um, yeah, uh, listen, Chatham and Sheppey go, other people look to spend. So, and there'll be a few big hitters out there that expect to win the league. I think anyone in the top 10 last year would expect to think they've got a chance to win the league. Then you throw people like Punjab in it. And then you, you throw your Tunbridge Wells in it. They're all expecting, they all want to win the league. You don't set out not to try and win the league. And like I said, it'll be a good season this year. There's a few dark horses that people don't know about, but just got to make sure we do our things right and we'll be OK. And obviously we know your club very big on, on the youth system and everything like that. And, and I guess that's all still going strong and that's the way you're heading. Yeah, so obviously tonight you've got Joe Chalker at the academy. Tom Ash came on. Um, Harry Lawrence came on from the academy. Obviously you've got Ronnie McLean, Lenny Barnes. Alfie Eldridge is not here tonight. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're big on the youngsters. JJ at the back, he's only 19, who's came on. So, yeah, it was, it, it, listen, we're, we're trying to push the youth through. Like, we haven't got the biggest budget in the world, but we're trying to push the youth through and go from there. Bright times ahead. Yeah, listen, it is bright times. There's no, there's no net. Look, the negative tonight, we've lost 3-1, all right? But if the performance wasn't there and we'd rolled over and had our belly tickled, I would have, I would have been upset. But I can't fault the players' effort. Like I said, they've had two shots on target and a penalty. So, and they've got some quality players. And if that's all they can, that's all they've produced, we've done something right. But three points where it counts, and they've got the three points. I enjoyed my Friday night at Irith Town, and they're definitely a club going in the right direction. And if they play like that, Matt, they'll win more than they lose. And they did everything but win that game on Friday night. And, and they've got a good manager there. They've got a good setup. Uh, and I think they're going to have a good season. They were just obviously bitterly disappointed with that result on Friday. Yeah, how well, you spoke to the manager, you know, he sounded, he sounded bitterly disappointed there. But do you think he took any, he must have taken some um, bonuses from it or um, advantages, think it could work in for the rest of the season, do you think? He was pleased You've got with to. His... You've got yeah. to because, you know, and, and as he said there, you know, they've got young players coming through. They've, they've recruited quite well over the side. And, now, anyone who was at that game would have been impressed with Irith Town because they, you know, they they've got a lot about them. They've got some good players in there. They play, they, you know, they know how to play good football, and and the youngsters coming through as well. It's, it's an exciting time, and and I think it was three hundred and sixty five people there on Friday night, which was a record uh, for the for them at that stadium, and, and I think that's absolutely phenomenal. And and it was it was a real spectacle, as I said to both managers there. A real spectacle to start the season, and I really, really enjoyed it. I had a nice chat uh, with a, uh, a scaffold manager dur- during the game as well. Uh, but you know, everybody was there. Everybody was looking forward to it. Everyone was just excited to see the start of the season, and it kind of didn't disappoint. It was a good game of football. I think if it had finished one all, we'd have all gone home saying, "Yeah, fair enough." Uh, but you know, Irith Town, as I say, they, they 
they're going in the right direction. Adam's got his head screwed on. You can tell that. And he's passionate. He wants his team to do well. And, and they will do well. I'm sure they will. Um, as maybe sometimes you learn from the, the setbacks how it can do next time. And I'm sure over the season there'll be games that they don't deserve to win themselves and they'll do it. It probably all even, well, sometimes evens itself out of him there. But a good good start to the scaffold season, John, as we say, and which again, it looks like it's going to be an ever competitive division once more. Yes, well, the big game on Saturday was at the Charles Ground, where two of the sides, many are tipping to be in the mix coming into the season, clash, and it was Deal Town who took the spoils, coming from behind to beat Glebe 3-1. Uh, some goal from Connor Coyne in that one as well. Uh, there were three 4-1 winners in the division as well on Saturday. Punjab United at K-Sports, Rustall against Wellingtown, and newly promoted Sassan Athletic beat Canterbury, with Ali Desange bringing his goal-scoring form with him to step five with a hat-trick. Wins also for Whitstable, 1-0 at Fisher. Kennington 2-0 at home to Tunbridge Wells. Irith and Belvedere by a single goal at Lordswood and newly promoted Stansfeld also got going with a 1-0 win at home to Beersted. Holmesdale and Hollands and Blair shared the spoils with a 1-1 draw. You can't read too much into the opening day really, Matt, but a very, very good result for deal with that one. And Steve King, who did want to take a bit of umbrage with us, uh, talking about Luke Carpenter's tender years last week, as he's only two years older at 35. And I'm sure now I've said that there'll be another young manager in the county who will pipe up on my text when he is discussing that as well. Uh, but a really good start from Deal, isn't it? Yeah. Um, could see him on the stroke of half-time. Um, again, they're a solid outfit. When I saw him against Dover, they were very well organised. Connor Coyne, he's a battering ram up front. Um, keep him fit. Um, I think they lost Cardwell. He's injured, hasn't he? So, which is a bit of a blow for them. But Connor Coyne at this level... Maybe it could be his season. Keep him fit because it will get on the end of a lot of things. For a big man, he's got good feet as well. So, yeah, good good result for them. Good result for Punjab. That was probably one of the ones that stood out for me, John. Paul Vines, again, still banging in the goals. Actually, Probert as well. He's been around the houses as well. I've seen him uh, numerous times. Yeah, that's probably, for me, Punjab's 4-1 win against K-Sports is the standout. Well, that and, and Sutton Athletic, I mean, you know, your first game up uh, at, at that level and, and you've scored four goals. That's a that's a really good start for them as well, isn't it? And, and you know, all those all those games, are, uh, I say they're interesting results. I mean, Kennington uh, beating Tunbridge Wells. You spoke about Tunbridge Wells last week and, and I, I've got high hopes for them. They did have a goal ruled out that looked um, very much not offside. But that's, it just shows that there's there's no easy games in this no, league, are there? No, I think I think you're going to find that out. Which will go in official with a penalty, winning one 0 I think they'll be ple- I think just a clean sheet will be good. Um, yeah, again, it's going to take a while to settle down, but again, we know this division's going to be um, goals in it. But yeah, that's a good result for for Sutton as well, and we'll keep an eye out on uh, De Sanchez with his Patrick. Um, Canterbury again, presume you know, never know where Canterbury will be with no ground, having to do it. How they'll get on as well, but disappointing start for them. Yes, and last by, but no means least, it's the start of the Scaffold First Division on Saturday with a couple of new teams in the division who aren't in our patch, but both AFC Whiteleaf and Bermondsey Town could be a threat. Uh, title favourites at this juncture, they seem to be Larkfield and Newhithe and Snodland Town. They were both beaten in the playoffs last season and they've both strengthened pretty well. Uh, opening day fixtures, Faversham Strike Force away to AFC Whiteleaf. Uh, Kent Football United go to Croydon. Greenways host Bermondsey Town. Larkfield and New Hyde start against Meridian VP. It's Lidtown against Tootingbeck. Rochester against SC Thamesmead. Snodland at home to FC Armstead. Staplehurst Monarchs against Bride and Ropes. Where's, where's your 20p going on that one, Matt? Well, 
Larkfield must be a very good side if they can beat Dover. <laughs> and so um, it's got to be Larkfield for me. And uh, my mate Bradley Baker to bang him in for Lid. I thought he might be leaving in the summer and going up trying at higher level, but I think he's at Lid so still. So yeah, it's got to be Larkweight, Larkfield and New High for me. Yeah, I think it's going to be between them and, and Snodden. I think Snodden have strengthened really well. And I saw them at the end of last season. There, there wasn't much between those two. And I think they play very early as well. I think it's about the 17th. Uh, those two teams actually clash. So we'll be keeping an eye uh, on that one when it comes around. Well, it, obviously, it's been a, a good week. A long for, show today. Yeah, it's been a long show. It's been a good week for Kent non-league football. It's been a hell of a week for women's football as well, hasn't it? I mean, the, the Lionesses unbelievable at Wembley those scenes were were incredible uh, and massive well done to all of them I, I I know it's not necessarily for everybody but I've enjoyed it I, I thought the tournament was a really high standard I've watched quite a bit of women's football over the past 18 months or so and sometimes I've seen a lot of one-sided games and I've seen a lot of poor teams but I actually thought that the standard of the tournament was was incredible and Fair play to England uh, for their performance. And of course, uh, Beersted's own Alessia Russo, who uh, made a big impact uh, in, in almost every game. And, you know, well done to him, eh, Matt? Yeah, I have to say, um, I think everybody who was at the ground will, will always remember that game. And, and I think as a football fan, you just want to have enjoy those moments when they came along. Um, some of the quality of the goals were unbelievable. That back heel... The finish on Saturday for the first, Sunday for the first goal was top draw. And yeah, it, it, it's it's fantastic. And hopefully the, the game can take off even more from that. I say, you know, you've covered it. So you, you've seen the growth of it over the last 18 months, you say. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I've this year has been the first year that they've had a, a group stage in the Women's Champions League. And they did a big qualifying process to get down to it. And I covered some games that were really really one-sided I, I covered one team and they didn't even have a, a touch in the opponent's half they were it was it was that one side they lost 7-0 but the only way that these players are going to get better is by having exposure to a higher standard of football so the fact that there's a group stage in the Champions League is going to help the fact that we've seen this this tournament is going to help the fact that everybody now is talking about women's football is going to help you know I think it's so positive and I think that you know, there may be a time out where we have to do a, a, a start talking about the women's game on this show as well. You know, because there, there are so many exciting things going on. Well, yeah, I, I think it's it's a lot of um, clubs are bringing the women's game on board with the teams, and I think that's absolutely fantastic. So, fair play, and I think yeah, it'll be something you'll always remember where um, England were when England won, women won the Euros. What you were doing, so yeah, absolutely fantastic, and um, um, we'll look forward to it. Um, Okay, the World Cup next year as well. So the men have got something to um, try and improve over the next when they love the World Cup in uh, in November. Absolutely. Have you been watching the Commonwealth Games at all? I've been watching the bits of it. Um, it's just not not a great deal. I like the, I watch the athletics when it, the athletics is on. So I do like I do like the sprint races. So um, I'll keep an eye on that. But again, it's you get in from work and walk the dog, and it's sort of eight o'clock. So you have your dinner then. Normally I'm in bed by now, mate. It's five past ten, so um, keeping me up here at this time. But that, yeah. so, but again, we're just enjoying the sunshine, just keeping the water. As it's such nice weather, sometimes you just sit in the garden as well rather than watching the telly. Absolutely, you've got to make the most of this weather while it's here, haven't yeah. we? Because we don't. Second yeah. of August now, we'd be looking at well, it's, it's Eastbourne Air Show in two weeks. If it doesn't chuck it down, then I'll be very bloody surprised. Well, I, I did hear somewhere there was another heat wave coming, so I don't know. If I've heard that as well, but it, my, my long my apps at the moment are saying like high twenties at the back end of next week, so. Um, 
we shall see how it goes. But obviously, the main thing for us is that football's bloody back. And after yeah. this Saturday, all, all we've got left to wait to start is the Isthmian Leagues. Uh, so that'll be our four Isthmian Premier Division sides and what a smattering of the ones in the Isthmian South East who don't start in the Cup. So it's exciting. And, and we talk about all the optimism. OK, we've mentioned one team, perhaps with not a lot of optimism. But this is the exciting time of the season. And as I said last week, we're going to be here all the way through the season, seeing the highs and the lows and the, the happy moments and the not so happy moments that are going to occur over the next what nine months or so. It's going to be really bloody exciting and I can't wait uh, for it all to get going. You can follow us on Twitter at Kent NL Podcast. You can find us on Facebook, search for Kent Only Podcast. Trying to look, do a little bit more on Facebook as well at the moment. Uh, on Twitter, I'm at John Phipps 81 Matt is at Matthew underscore Gerard. Uh, if you've got anything that we should be covering, then please get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you, um, as we always do. And uh, yeah, don't forget, there is the uh, the facility to buy us a coffee. If you want that link, is on our Twitter page. To do um, if, you, if you like what we do and you think that we deserve um, some sort of... Um, recompense for that then feel free to get involved with that there's no pressure at all though so uh, but you can find the details of that one uh, on our social media uh, thank you everybody for listening to this week's show thanks to all of our guests for their time uh, this week and huge good luck to everybody in the fa cup we want to see loads of you going through next week uh, so we can start looking ahead to the next qualifying round and who knows as matt said one of our teams who starts in the fa cup this weekend could get to the first round proper where they could play Sheffield Wednesday or Portsmouth. And that would be absolutely incredible. Uh, we will speak to you all next week on the Kent Only podcast. I will be optimistic. I will be optimistic. I will be optimistic.